Love the nouns, love the pronouns, impersonal and personal. Love the words from ELFM. So, good afternoon and welcome to Love the Words here on East Leeds FM in Studio One of Chapel FM Arts Centre. And this afternoon we're going to hear some radio drama, some brand new radio drama made by uh, writers and producers in collaboration with Script Yorkshire and with us, Chapel FM Arts Centre here in East Leeds. So, it's really nice to have Leslie Sharp with us. Leslie, hello. Hello. Um, so, yeah, I'm very excited to hear these plays, although I feel, you know, I've been, we've been involved with them oh, very much longer than I have, but we recorded them here in Studio One with actors and uh, and with a lot of work has gone into these plays. But first of all, tell us a little about um, Script Yorkshire and about your part in Script Yorkshire. Okay, well, Script Yorkshire is a charity um, for script writers right across Yorkshire. Uh, it's been going for, dare I say it, 35 years. Or, um, and this, the first time we did the, we ran a radio drama competition was for our anniversary. Uh, and, and we enjoyed it so much uh, that we thought we'd do another one. And so in 2020 was our second year of doing them. And you know what happened in 2020. So <laughs> uh, we chose the plays and then everything ground to a halt because of the pandemic. And that's why it took us until November of 2021 when we came and recorded them uh, with you. So, yes. So Script Yorkshire, we, we provide support for uh, fledgling script writers, people who are interested in writing, not just for radio, but um, for... Uh, stage, screen, television, and um, our members uh, are f- f- all sorts of people, right from people who have never written a, a single word of a play before in their life, right up to people who are professional writers. So, and they support us in many ways, uh, and run we run workshops throughout the year uh, on all sorts of genres and styles of writing, um, and. Um, it's very, very good value for money, even if I say so myself. <laughs> Absolutely, and has been really key in the in the writing lives of of many writers in in Yorkshire. And and uh, it was set up initially, I think, in collaboration with Jude Kelly, who was director of the West Yorkshire Playhouse at the time. Was that right? I actually don't know because, as you can probably tell by my accent, I have not been here for thirty-five years. So she is one of our patrons. I know that. Um, I, I mean, it was set up. I think back in the day, it was known. I think as Yorkshire, uh, Yorkshire playwrights. Yeah. And yeah. as you know, Sharon and June, all of those uh, original stalwart members, they will know more information than me. I'm just a an interloper from north of the border. <laughs> well, I'm. 
an interloper from the I'm afraid from the south of England, even worse. So, but yeah, I do remember Yorkshire playwrights as was in those days, yes. and I was a member briefly, and found it very useful in terms of just something, somewhere to go really to talk about writing and and to talk about other people who were doing the same stuff, doing the same thing, trying to get their scripts done in different ways. And uh, yeah, it was a, a really lovely thing and a, and a kind of home in a way for writers who were writing with script, I suppose. The drama. That's right. Yes, uh, and people really enjoy it. And it, uh, a lot of people say they feel it's a bit like a family. Yeah. And uh, so we're very welcoming of anyone, regardless of of experience. Mm. Uh, check us out on the that their internet and you know just google us script yorkshire you'll find us mm-hmm. absolutely well yeah you, you we'll we'll come back to that at the uh-huh. end maybe you could be yeah but no but that's <laughs> totally fine uh plug it as many times as you like because yeah it's a really good it's a great organization and anybody interested in writing script hasn't done before that's a place to go you don't it's not about experience it's about it's about your enthusiasm what you bring to that space and these plays this afternoon we've been broadcasting over the last month or so some of those plays from the first series Really enjoyable, really interesting, uh, directed by Stefano Screet. Um, but yeah, we uh, was this a competition that was run? How were these plays generated? How did they get to this point? It, you're correct. It was a competition. It was the second year of our competition. And uh, we just put a call out um, to, the, to our members. Uh, and we say, well, we're having a five minute. This is your brief. And we write the brief on the, on the website. A five-minute play, and we had a theme, uh, which now escapes me because they're they're so diverse. These plays, <laughs> I'm I'm trying to remember what the theme actually was. <laughs> um, so, uh, yes, the the writers submitted their scripts, and then uh, anonymously, I have to say, they they submit them to one member of our board, and they took all the names. There are no names on the scripts so that when the judges who were uh, Jonathan Hall, our chairperson, and Sharon Oakes, our co-chair at the time, um, look at the scripts, read, read through all the entries uh, in conjunction with John Hunter, uh, who's a script reader who gives feedback to all the, all the writers. So they select a shortlist from all the entries. And then uh, we were very lucky to have... Uh, a fantastic judge, Gaynor McFarlane, who uh, is a BBC Scotland producer, and she was sent the, the short list of plays, and out of them she picked, supposed to pick three, but she liked four <laughs> so much that she said, oh, well, if you could make four, here's my top four. So we ended up making four instead of three. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Well, we're <laughs> going to hear the first one. Uh which is by Jacqueline Savile. And uh, Jacqueline has actually been very much involved with us over the years uh, as a poet so as, and as a playwright, actually. And think of the last writing on air, she wrote, co-wrote a, um, a play which we broadcast, a very interesting play. So it's lovely to have her work uh, represented here on, on East Leeds FM again. It's called Playing With My Heart. Oh, thank God all that's over for another year, eh? I said you could come over for Christmas. Oh, I know you like your own space. Anyway, Christmas is for kids. Sorry. Get cracking, then. Sooner we get these baubles put away, sooner I can get the kettle on. 
What is that noise? Mm, next door's car alarm. No, that. Yeah, never mind. Come on, stop slacking. Up that ladder. I don't see why you can't do this. I don't even live here anymore. You're a scaffolder. You're used to balancing. I put my foot through. Get the loft boarded then. Yeah, I'm not a scaffolder anymore, am I? Long time since I was out useful. Husband. Dad. Oh! It's all right. I'll fetch a sellotape. It's only a bit spilt tinsel. Take the tree up while I'm in this box. Marie? There's an angel in your loft. Angel? Oh, I must have left it by the telly. Hang on. Oh, my God. Oh, my... Oh. Did it work? Oh, are you a ghost? <laughs> what? Marie! Here, get that down, you. It was... I just... Paul, there isn't an angel in the loft. Are you listening? I saw it. Right in front of me, glowing. That doesn't make it an angel. There's probably a tile shifted in that storm at New Year. It'll be a shaft of light you didn't expect. That's all. It said something about God and the Holy Ghost. I couldn't make it all out. I wasn't concentrating. An angel? Paul, listen to me. You can't go talking about seeing angels and hearing voices. I thought you'd sorted yourself out. I'm not... Come and see for yourself, hmm? It must mean summer. There must be a reason. You don't just get an angel turning up on a whim, do you? <sighs> there's nout there. I'll have a look if you want, but there's nout there, Paul. Funny, I, I can't see it now. I told you. You haven't been drinking over Christmas, have you? No. I wouldn't judge, you know. You bloody would. But I haven't really... I can't hear that noise now, though. What noise? That one. Hello? Jodie! Oh! Oh, no. Oh, no, oh, love. No. I don't think it's... Hang on, love, you'll fall. Who's Jodie? Eh? Is she not up there with you? Oh, Christ. Jodie. Nobody here but me. The instruction said, don't try it on your own in case you get unquiet spirits instead of a thin patch of time. But are you an unquiet spirit? Aren't you... aren't you an angel? <laughs> Definitely not. You must be a ghost then. How long have you been dead? It's 2063, if that helps. 20... I'm not dead. But it's not... You're in the future. How are you in the future? You look a bit like my granddad, come to think of it. I've only seen a photo, mind. My dad's parents were pretty old when they had him. They died years before I were born. Wait until I tell... Don't. Don't tell anybody. And don't try this again. This... meddling. All right. Keep your hair on. Who's Jodie? Marie? Are you all right, love? I didn't buy her a present. This is the first year I've not put her a present under the tree. I thought it was about time. I thought, you can't keep looking back. It's okay. Deep breaths, love. Yeah. 
gonna be okay. In Playing With My Heart by Jacqueline Saville, Paul was played by Richard Kay, Marie was played by Catherine Hankey, and Angel was played by Jeanette Percival. It was a Chapel FM production for Script Yorkshire. So you're listening to Love the Words here on East Leeds FM, and we're playing uh, four brand new radio dramas uh, from writers in the the fold, if you like, of Script Yorkshire, our wonderful sort of self-development organisation, really, or co-development organisation for script writers in Yorkshire. And we've got Leslie Sharp. Hey, if you have an you official, what's your official title with Script Yorkshire? Um, I have several titles at Script Yorkshire. I have just become the secretary. Uh, I'm also the webmaster, and that's just about it, really. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, we all chip in. We've got a, a good board of a good team now that, um, you know, we all chip in and do stuff mm. uh, like help coordinate the workshops and uh, you know, run run our page to stage events, at which we've got one coming up shortly in a few weeks time, actually, up, up at um, uh, Seven Arts, our page to stage event. But that's on stage. That's not radio. So I'm. Um, once again, I'm going off off piste here. <laughs> no, that's totally fine. And 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 actually, please again, do remind me that we would be good to hear about that if you want to to say something about that later on. Okay. But first of all, you must write yourself to be part of Script Yorkshire. What do you? What Interestingly, do you I haven't written very much in the way of uh, scripts. I've written a few short pieces for Leeds Pub Theatre, uh, which has kind of ground to a halt again over the over the pandemic. But my background in writing is actually through advertising. I'm a copywriter. Um, I've been doing that for since I was, you know, 20. And uh, so it's commercial writing. My writing is from a commercial side of things normally. But I got involved with Script Yorkshire because I had attended a meeting at the Playhouse saying, we need more female writers to write female characters and, you know, uh, for all of the actresses, sorry, actors of the female mm-hmm. variety who were complaining that there were not enough good roles for them. So I thought a friend of mine, an actor uh, friend of mine, had said, oh, well, nudged me saying, you can write. Why don't you join? You can join mm-hmm. Script Yorkshire. And I hadn't heard of Script Yorkshire. So that was I mm-hmm. Googled it, joined. And then I ended up getting... Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, well, <laughs> yeah, how would you actually yeah. say it? I, You know, Sharon's sort of... Uh, like a mm. trout, a salmon, she tickled me right. into becoming yeah, yes. uh, a so board member, and uh, yeah. <laughs> that's how uh, it happened. Yeah, <laughs> well, I hope you're still getting some time to do the writing. So I haven't yet, but I mean, it's not. I've actually really enjoyed this radio project from from the production side of it, mm. um, more so than any writing that I have been doing recently, which has been not a lot. Well, we're going to talk a little about the production side in a, in a few minutes. It'd be really good to, yeah, just to talk us through how these plays came to production. Mm-hmm. We talked about how they were selected. But, yeah, so in, an interesting process, and we certainly enjoyed it here at Chapel FM. It's great to, to host that process with Script Yorkshire. But first of all, let's hear the hear the second play um, by Erin Revel called Spare. Anything you want to say about this particularly? I think perhaps we should say things about it after we hear it. Good idea, good idea. (laughs) 
let's not be prepared for, for, for what is to follow. So this is Spare by Erin Revel. Hey, Jan. Thanks. The bin. Thanks. Really appreciate it. It's like she has no idea what I'm talking about. I'm simply thanking you for putting my bin out, Jan. Nothing untoward. Oh, she's really committing to that frown. Makes her face look like a pair of balled-up socks. Lovely weather whip. Nope, she's gone. She's, uh, she's gone in. I don't know why she even does it every week if... You're home early. Ah! Ah, there's a man in my kitchen. There's a man in my kitchen. Do something. Say something. What, what are you? No, not that. That makes no sense. What am I? See? Try again. Who are you? Who the hell are you? Better cursing. Good. Bit of aggression. I wasn't expecting you back so early. It's a burglary. Of course, I've interrupted a burglary. Great. Just great. Oh, I think I might be sick. I appreciate this must be a shock. Just a bit. Unexpected. Uh, oh, queasy. He's probably got a weapon. I need something. Could I get to the badminton racket? I hope he hasn't seen my knife collection. That's quite an impressive knife collection you've got. Damn. I'm doing an amateur butchery course. Online. Oh, nice. It's asynchronous. Right. I'm rambling. Oh, I wish I wasn't here. Maybe I could just go and come back in, say, 20 minutes. Leave him to it. Um, how long... What? No, that feels a bit wrong. I shouldn't be leaving. It's my house. He should be leaving. Look, I don't want any trouble. If you just leave, we can forget this. Oh, I'm sorry. I can't. You can't? Leave. Can't leave. Not yet. Sorry. What would someone better than me do? Hmm. He probably needs money. That's why people rob. He's probably got a habit or a daughter he needs to feed. I I have money. Not much. Maybe ten pounds in my... Let me just see. I don't want money. Okay. Keep him calm. Keep him on side. What do you want? Just to be able to stay just for a... Not long. Look, I... I don't mean to be... Shh! What? Shh! Not long now. He's shushing me. I'm being shushed. Look, pal. Pal's good. A bit nasty, a bit menacing. Look, pal, you can't just... Wait! Wait just a... Five... Four... Three... Two... There. What was that? A vegetable lasagna. A... Vegetable lasagna. In the... Microwave. What? My dinner. Oh. Now he says it, I can smell it. It's just got to stand for two minutes and then I'll be out of your hair. Right. What am I doing? The cheeky little bastard is using my microwave to cook a lasagna. I'd like you to leave now, please. Maybe without the please? I'd like you to leave. Douglas, be reasonable. It'll be piping hot. I don't care. You can't just break into... Douglas... He just called me Douglas. I didn't break in. You always leave the bathroom window open. How does he know my name? How do you know my name? It's written everywhere. Letters, certificates, birthday cards. Oh, many happy returns, by the way. Wait, what did he just say? 
always, you always leave the bathroom window open. Have you let yourself in here before? Yeah, I have. Once before? Hmm, a few times. When I'm sleeping? No. That would be... no. Not when you're sleeping. Never when you're in. Right. It's just sometimes I think there's someone standing at the end of my bed. That's not me. Right. I think that might be a dream. Yeah, right. So what do you want from me? It's nothing personal. I need somewhere and your house is empty. That's all. Oh, good. That's all. It's like a factory that makes flax in the day and corn through the night. On the flax. Am I the corn? Maybe I'm not explaining it very well. I'm the day shift. I go before you, the night shift, arrive. I don't take anything that isn't mine. Look, I even bring my own fork. What do you do all day? Nothing special. I just watch TV, put a wash on maybe. Usual house stuff. But in my house? Yes, but you're not here. No, but that's... It's my... You can't just... You can't just do that. Why? You're not using it. Seems a bit mean to say I can't use it either. Are you homeless? I have many homes. I choose not to have one, that's all. I don't think it's that simple. Why? I'm no expert, but I think there are little things called laws. Maybe the laws should change, Douglas. You need to think more innovatively, be more open-minded. I think you need to leave. It's all about you, isn't it? Your house, your bed, your porridge, eh, Goldilocks? If anything, I'm the bear here. Who's been sleeping in my bed? You have. Goldilocks, the bloody trespasser. Oh, Douglas is all right, is he? Douglas has enough, thank you very much. Well, bully for you, Douglas. Hang on. Have you? Been sleeping in my bed? It's bigger than your bed, Douglas. It's empty houses all day long, empty offices all night, all weekend. So much waste. There has to be a better way. You've not, though, have you? Think about it. This is... Because I don't really like the idea of... No! All right? I haven't. If I nap, I nap on the sofa. Happy? Not really. This, the flax and the corn, could be the future. Imagine it, Douglas. I don't have to imagine it. You're in my house. We need to find a new... Oh, that's two minutes. Right. I'll be on my way, just get my stuff together. Ow. That's still very hot. It's the bechamel. When you microwave, it can get very... Electricity! What's that? You take electricity! From me! I do. You got me. How is that not stealing? Uh, maybe it is, but I pay for it in kind. How? Small things to help out. To make your life easier. Like what? I water your plants, clean a little, put your bins out. You put the bins out? Every week. But Jan? <laughs> did you think Jan did it? Jan doesn't do it. She hates you. In Spear by Erin Revel. 
Douglas was played by Richard Kay, and Tom was played by Catherine Hankey. It was a Chapel FM production for Script Yorkshire. So you're listening to Love the Words here on East Leeds FM. We're listening to Radio Dramas by writers uh, under the aegis of Script Yorkshire. We've got Leslie Sharp with us here in the studio, and we're talking about these plays. That that one, I mean, just generally speaking, the process, you said you enjoyed the process of, of recording them. Um, tell us about the, the casting. Casting? I had actually worked with Jeanette uh, Percival, uh, before, on um, a, a two-hander that I had actually written. Uh, you asked me had I written anything, and I had written this a piece for Leeds Pub Theatre, and it was about two squirrels, and a red squirrel and a grey squirrel. And Jeanette, uh, for listeners out there, has lovely red hair, hmm. and so obviously you can guess which squirrel she was. Um, and me with my ageing hair, I was the grey squirrel. And uh, so I had worked with her before. I had seen her uh, acting in one of the plays at Slung Low Shorts. Um, and I thought, of she's good. And I, uh, so I befriended her, as you do, schmoozed my way <laughs> uh, and asked Jeanette if she would be my red squirrel. And you sort of build up a network of people. And I had also had I'd seen Catherine acting before and she's a very versatile actor and does lots of good voices and uh, comedy work. And Richard is actually in the same agency as Catherine, but he's also a script Yorkshire writer. And he was one of our winners from the first uh, uh, competition and had his play broadcast by you previously. Does that answer the question? It does, certainly. No, not at all. (laughs) And if you can hear a gravelly, uh, manly laugh from across the studio, it is Henry, who's on the desk for us. Hello, Henry. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) Also a writer and written plays. So, um, yeah, so tell us... uh, We had three actors doing three plays, only three actors, so people doubling up and doing different things. I mean, were you, were you happy with that process in terms of, did you think, did they do all right? I thought they did fantastically well uh, because, as you will hear, all of the plays are completely different and to the extent that uh, we actually had to, as you may have noticed, may or may not have noticed, I don't know whether your listeners will have noticed that uh, one of the characters in Spare was uh, played by Catherine, but it was actually playing the part of a man. And we did this because we have budget restrictions. Uh, you know, we, we don't want to be spending our members' money willy-nilly. And, you know, obviously we, we, we run a tight budget. So we were only able to employ three actors. And so they have to be versatile and cover all the different parts. And we have to... Well, we have to sort of make... Mm, decisions that we probably wouldn't if we were completely loaded and money was no object. <laughs> well, I think a good as most things that are done well, uh, they sound simple, but of course they're not. Radio drama is, you know, you listen to it and it sounds as if it's you know, running beautifully, but a lot of work goes into it, especially into the editing. We'll come to that uh, a bit later on. But yes, it was a very enjoyable process. Over, over one single afternoon, I have to say, so we didn't really have very long... Uh, the actors did brilliantly. They were fantastic. Yeah. yeah. We're going to hear a play called We Were the Singers by 
called Joe Osborne. Is there anything you want to say about this to prepare people in terms of a historical context? Yes, this piece is based on a true story that happened in the, I think, the 18th century uh, in York. Uh, there was a, a brouhaha uh, uh, back in the day when this young woman, uh, she was a teenager, uh, uh, she saw a vision of her death and became a prophetess. And all of a sudden, all these religious people from all over uh, started, um, you know, setting up camp in York and wanting to visit this um, this prophetess. Mm. And so uh, that's what this play, this, and it's a very short piece, uh, but it's it's not so much about her, it's about other people involved. It, it's an interesting piece, this one. So We Were the Singers by Paul Joe Osborne. way, Father. I'll not be dragged. Hurry. We'll only have a minute with her. Now calm yourself. Hannah. It's Sarah. And George. I do like your petticoat. You look very pretty. Doesn't she, Father? When are you going home, lass? Your family misses thee. She's not going home. This is where she wants to be. Hannah. You're in the Gazette. And the Times. There must be a thousand people out there. Along with the bookmakers, artists and preachers. They're singing hymns to you already. Is he near? It isn't right. You don't choose when you die. God's will will be done. She hasn't chosen. It was her vision. She's sick and soon it will all be over. She'll be released. She's not sick. There's colour in her face. Curiosity in her eyes. Look. That's because you disturb her. Hannah, you should know that what you do is the bravest thing. We'll light a candle. We'll place it in the church window. And then Father and the singers will raise the Christmas carol. Come on, lass. Don't forget us, will you? Tide's on the turn. The faint smell of salt in the riverbanks. A circle in the eddies, listing to one side, sore on the shoulder. The stars are rich tonight. Through my breath, cold on my lips, I see thousand upon thousand of them, each one telling me that life is there for the taking. Suddenly there's a comet, then another. And before I know it, the sky is full of them. Bands of light, each crossing the other. And as each disappears, another one takes its place until the whole firmament becomes a golden harvest. She was just lying there, staring at the ceiling. Maybe she's in heaven already. There's some say she's a fraud. 
she saw her own gravestone, recounted the vicar's sermon from her own funeral. What if the day comes and she doesn't pass? She foretold the cholera in York, didn't she? Do you think she has some poison with her, you know? Elizabeth? How can you say such a thing? Here, take this bucket, will you? The field beside the inn must have 50 tents in it. We had someone come all the way from Leicester. Fancy that. Oh, the cows are so calm with you. Did you see the stars last night? I did. What do you think it means? That the Lord has plans for us. Do you think it's the end of the world? They say it is. Well, if it be so, I'm going to the next hangings in York. I'm drinking until I fall into someone's arms. After that, who knows? Are you afraid of death? You sound like me father. Something gets you in the end. Hunger, consumption, the fever. Live and let live, I say. She told Clarissa that she'd hold the gates open for her. That Clarissa would not be long after. Aye, she said that to me. She probably said it to you. I'll pray for us. Elizabeth, we don't all have to be the way the Bible says we should. I'm living the good life here on earth. I'm sick of toiling. Why should I when it's for so little? When there's wine and dancing and fresh-faced soldiers to distract us. Why are you looking at me like that? Elizabeth? Tis nothing. I'll not change for nobody, least of all myself. Promise me you won't take that boat out again. The current will take you away. I can't stop thinking about her lying there, waiting for death to come. She's only 19. If it brings her peace. There's peace enough here. She's troubled, Father. Nah. Oh, gah. Here, I'll dress that for you. Oh, curse him, Bealby. It didn't injure you on purpose. It was an accident. There should have been protection. We should have laws for our safety, for our health, for fair pay. We work behind machines that belch out smoke, choke and deafen us. And, and for what? Two shillings for twelve hours' toil. Less than that if you're a maid. Aye, well, there's that too. Come here. Just fifteen and you've already lost your soft hands. How can that be? My wife, my brother, my arm, and now your soft hands all in one year. It'll pass. You're all I have left. You are a lid on my sorrow. Calm yourself, father. Don't leave me. You're my angel. Where would I go? Join us, then. Join the choir like your mother did. I've not a voice for singing. You're a song thrush. I've heard you. As sweet as meadow grass. Hush now. That's the porter talking. I sing when I'm happy. When I'm outside. What's wrong with church? Nothing. What's wrong with the church? Let me go. I just don't like the hymns, that's all. You won't sing for the Lord? It gave me a voice and a mind to go with it. Unlike some others round here. <sighs> Make your own supper. I blame her, Hannah Beedham, the nine-day wonder, still breathing on the 1st of August. The squire said it was time for her to move on, 
to get off her bed and leave his house. He'd made his money and he needed to gather his hay. We watched her leave for York on a cart. Sarah cut her some sweet peas, but she wouldn't take him. She just cast her a look that chilled us both to the bone. The rest of them jeered. The same ones who had travelled dressed in black, praising God and turning tipsy at the prospect of a dying prophetess. Ah, it was a circus. A flood, which when it finally ebbed away, left a mark that I thought would never be surpassed. Life is there for the taking, it's true, but it's also there for the giving. And when we give... Don't forget us, will you? And when we give, the Lord and this river taketh away. God's will be done. In We Were the Singers by Paul Joe Osborne, George was played by Richard Kay, Sarah was played by Jeanette Percival, and Elizabeth was played by Catherine Hankey. It was a Chapel FM production for Script Yorkshire. So you're listening to Love the Words on East Leeds FM. We're listening to radio dramas from Script Yorkshire. That was We Were the Singers by Paul Joe Osborne. We've got one more to go. But first of all, Leslie, tell us a little about the events that you run at Script Yorkshire. What kind, what's the range of, of, of events that, um, and things that happen at Script Yorkshire that's available for people? Things that happen. Workshops. Uh, they are both in person. Uh, they're usually held at the West Yorkshire Playhouse. Uh, uh, we usually have at least six a year. Um, tell us what they, what sort of aspects of writing they they focus on, or are they just general? All sorts. We try to cover all genres, um, and for example. If someone has a novel that they want to adapt, or they've had a good, they found a good story that's in a different format, and they think, "Oh, I'd like to," well, we run adaptation workshops. We have a television theatre. We've got a, a really great theatre one coming up in November, and we also do Zoom uh, workshops, which started during the pandemic, and we've decided that we're going to keep them on because. That worked, and we've got um, a, a, a Q and A coming up at the end of June with Gary Brown, uh, who's the BBC radio producer, and he's doing a, a Q and A online Zoom online uh, with Gary Brown, and our members are able to submit questions in advance uh, to ask Gary anything they like about radio drama. Uh, so that's towards the end of June, and but before that, we've got uh, uh, our page to stage event, and that's coming up at Seven Arts, as I think I said earlier. <laughs> uh, and what happens there? It's it's similar to the radio competition. We put a call out for scripts. Members submit scripts, and they're usually around about fifteen minute 
pieces or it can be part of a longer as play or, or screenplay. And again, uh, we shortlist um, usually four or five plays. And again, we have three actors who do a script in hand performance, usually on a Saturday night. And, and that's uh, a little venue which you may be familiar with in Chapel Allerton called Seven Arts. And that's coming up on Saturday, the 18th of June. That's our next one. And again, those were people's plays who were, uh, their pieces were chosen and then they were mothballed throughout the pandemic. Mm. So this is us cranking back into life again after after COVID. Great stuff. If people want to uh, join that workshop, that page to stage, they just go to your website. Is that right? To, you can buy a ticket for that. Uh, there is a link via our website or mm. you can go directly to Seven Arts website and uh, look up the calendar for Saturday the 18th of June mm. and you'll be able to buy a ticket there and they're you know five pounds or thereabouts you know that it's um it's really reasonable to get in and it's usually a good night and we have a panel of professional writers uh who come along and watch the script in hand performances and then give feedback so Great. And uh, so, yeah, and it's also probably a really good place to see what, just have a look and see what script York should do and meet other people who perhaps are writing. Uh, so, yeah, if you're listening and you do write drama of any kind, scripts of any kind, a good thing to come along to and meet people and see what's going on. Exactly. Well, just listen out for my accent and, you know, if you have any questions <laughs> on the night, you can come up. I'll probably be doing a bit of stage managing mm. and, uh, you know, I'll be happy to answer any questions that, uh, any of your listeners have if they want to come along grand well we we're going to hear the last play in a minute but first of all we should do a shout out for uh, for rosie parsons who is um who edited these i know you did quite a lot of work on them too uh leslie but uh, she created the kind of sound worlds for them and rosie <clears throat> is very is very much part of better songs which is a production company set up a few years ago now um, with Verity Britain and uh, a really good company in Leeds. You've done masses of fantastic work and we've worked with them before. So Rosie did a great job. Thanks, Rosie. And and also uh, Elliot uh, was, was here on the desk when we recorded them on that afternoon. It was a very yeah. busy afternoon, very crowded afternoon but it was it was it was a great process so we'd like to thank script yorkshire for choosing us to be part of this and uh you know we would be delighted to be part of us another process if you if you have one well the feeling is entirely mutual thank you so much for having us and also yes thank you rosie for all your patience and help and elliot and yeah so we, we're actually on our website at the moment we we have published the 2022 radio drama competition and we've put out we're looking for submissions for five minutes but you will have to be a member of script yorkshire to mm. to to submit your play uh, so yeah we'd love to work with you again on on our next one right you heard it here and the the deal is done that's great well we're going to hear the last play now uh yellow vision by tom Jordan and thanks Henry for being on the desk today. We'll probably sign out with the end of this play uh, but you can hear uh, this episode obviously hear it again. It's up on our website from about 10 minutes time and all the 183 I think love the words episodes now and they're all there for you to listen to. So Yellow Vision by Tom Jordan.
Doesn't it look magnificent close up? That's it. Not much to it. It's exquisite. It's a lot smaller than I were expecting. Small? Maybe. But perfectly formed. Looks saggy if you ask me. Saggy? You know, droopy. I like mine more rigid. Standing to attention. If they're floppy, I'm not interested. Ah, but that's the beauty of it. Life's heavy toe on the once perfectly formed. Just let it wash over you. The colours off and all. It looks very yellow. Well, they are sunflowers. I know, but the whole thing is too yellow. Even the background. Actually, that's an interesting observation, Dorothy. There's a theory about Van Gogh. Oh, here we go. There's always a bloody theory. They say that he had a problem with his eyesight. Yeah, don't we all? I'm still waiting for my cataract appointment. It wasn't cataracts. He had what they call yellow vision. Yellow vision? Never heard of it. Besides, I thought it were him that had the hearing problems, not eye problems. I wouldn't describe it as hearing problems. He cut off his own ear. Daft sod. Van Gogh was a troubled soul. Sounds more like an arsehole, if you ask me. Dorothy, language, please. We're in the National Gallery, not Mecca Bingo. I've no sympathy for them that cut off their own ears. Why? Who else do you know that's cut off an ear? Well, just him, I suppose. I mean, though, what on earth would you want to do something like that for? It's all linked. What is? The ear and the yellow vision. He suffered from, well, they called it madness in those days. You wouldn't call it that now, of course. I'd call it bloody crackers. He was depressed, I suppose. And the way they treated it back then was with a drug... Um, I forget the name. Anyway, one of the side effects was to your eyesight. It was like having a yellow filter. Hence his heavy use of yellow, they say. Well, it's not just yellow, but ochres, magnolias, all those shades. I know how he feels. I bought a pair of sunglasses a bit like that once on holiday. Made Scarborough look like the Sahara. Gave me migraines. But they were on offer. Superdrug, two ninety nine. He was even living in a place called the Yellow House when he hacked off his ear. It was after a row with Gauguin. The same year, he painted these sunflowers. He shot himself two years later. Mm, I cut Fiona Bruce. Anyway, never mind all that. How much did he say it were worth again? Well... One of the Sunflower series sold in 1987 for 25 million. The most expensive painting ever at that time. But it'd probably go for around, ooh, at least 100 million today. The world's gone mad. Well, that's at public auction prices. On the black market, it'd fetch even more. It's in the top five collector's items. Folk have got more money than sense these days. Still, 
As long as I get my cut, couldn't give a fig. You will, as always, once the heat's died down. Where are you going to put it in the meantime? Above the gas fire. I'm shifting the Munk to Amsterdam. Enough time's gone now for that one to sell. It'll be nice to have something new for a while. Rather you than me. I prefer a good calendar myself. I got the Strictly one this year. I'm looking forward to November. It's Anton. That's the difference between us, I suppose. I'm in it for the art, and you're in it for the money. Well, you can't survive on state pension these days. Which is why we've always made such a good team. Oh, it's wrong. <coughs> Hello? Aileen, you're all set. The alarm's deactivated and CCTV jammed. You're good to go in 30 seconds when security changes shift. You'll have two minutes. Rendezvous with the minibus at 1100 hours. Best of luck. Roger that. We've got the green light. He's a good lad, our Ron. Always bang on time. It's the RAF training, you know. Yes, dependable as ever. Apart from that slip-up at the Louvre in 83, of course. <sighs> I still blame that French hussy for distracting him, mind. Can't trust him. Let's not get into that again now, shall we? Worthers? Never while I'm working. You know that. Ooh, always helps me focus. Hmm. Right. Ready? Night vision's on. Check. Blackout in three, two, one. Let's get those sunflowers. They're still too yellow if you ask me. Even with the lights off. In Yellow Vision by Tom Jordan. Aileen was played by Catherine Hankey. Dorothy was played by Jeanette Percival. And Ronald was played by Richard Kay. It was a Chapel FM production for Script Yorkshire. Love the nouns. Love the pronouns, impersonal and personal. Love the words from ELFM.